All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. We are back again. Once again, Couch Coaches, we're here on a Wednesday. Uh, we got a special guest in the building. First, we introduce him momentarily. What's going on, Maui? Chilling, chilling, man. Another week, another week. Uh, man, what are we going to do? It's over. Yeah, man. Yeah, NBA season is over. Uh, and, um, and, of uh, course, I had to, you know, so – our special guest today, shout out to our guy, Cool McCain. Mm-hmm. So he's of the uh, Play Caller Sports Talk show. And then also of my NBA uh, carousel brethren representing the yeah. NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. What's Let's going go. on, Cool? <laughs> Not much, man. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Didn't want to see the Suns win. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Very happy. So, can I yeah. say something? Can mm-hmm. I say something real quick? My G, I couldn't make the show, I think two weeks ago and I said that they was going yeah. it was gonna be Bucks and six and I said <laughs> no offense it was gonna be Chris Paul fought and once we get to going I'ma show you that it really was somewhat his fault. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely Word. yeah so before we get so what we do we'll talk about um Milwaukee obviously winning this championship what's next for the Phoenix Suns also yeah. we'll talk a little uh Bryce Young get get ready to enter the seven figure club potentially, and then we'll give out our right our top uh, five quarterbacks heading to the twenty twenty one NFL season. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna that intro. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back here on Couch Coach Lab. Before we get started, definitely huge shout out to uh, my bookie. Uh, we're brought to you this week by my bookie. So uh, head on to mybookie.com where they match up to 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Also, they're the largest bonus in the industry. Also, the highest credit card accepted rates, fast 48 hour payout processing, and use our promo code off the ball. And let's win big. Use our promo code off the ball. Shout out to mybookie.com. So cool. The Milwaukee Bucks are the NBA champions. The first time in 50 years. Um, sure. You know, game six victory over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, your boy Giannis, 50 point, a uh, 50 burger. Um, you know, he's doing his thing. So your thoughts on the, on um, game six and just this season. I got to tell you, man, um, you know, I've been covering them all year, and one of the reasons that I did um, cover them was I felt like they had a really strong chance because, you know, when you make it to a certain point and then you just can't get over the hump, you know, sometimes you either falter and you kind of give up or <coughs> fall back, and sometimes you just kind of get, like, a little pissed off, right? You're like, you know what, man? People mm-hmm. talking about us, people saying we can't get the job done, and then you just kind of be like, you know what, man? We got to do it this year. This is the time we got to do it. So I feel like this was a, a good, solid opportunity for them. Um, they took advantage of it. And one thing, a lot of people won't acknowledge this, but the biggest pickup that they had this year was when they brought in P.J. Tucker. You know what I'm saying? And that's because he doesn't score a lot of points. But the defense, the nastiness, you know what I'm saying, the ability to kind of set that tone for that team, that was very important. And when they brought that in, that kind of filled in with bringing Drew Holiday in, in the offseason – giving him a new contract, and then you still had Giannis there, you still had Middleton. You just had a good mixture, right? Everybody kind of fit a role. 
And then a big thing about their run, man, everybody talks about all the teams that have injuries. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, which was he was a starter for this team, but he went out with injury and he was replaced by PJ Tucker in the starting lineup. So they were missing mm-hmm. an important guy, a guy that can hustle, play defense, young, another ball handler, and a score. So they were without mm-hmm. that the entire playoffs after the Atlanta series. You know, so I mean, excuse me, not the Atlanta series after the Miami series. So you think about it, they went through most of the playoffs without one of their important pieces as well. So it's not to knock anyone else, or it's not to say like you know the Nets missing one of their guys and the other one being uh, hobbled didn't help. But you still got to go out there and beat them. You still got to go out there and beat KD. And anytime you can beat KD, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. Uh, Malva, your thoughts on um, the champion Milwaukee Bucks? Um, you know, we when we put our predictions on it, everybody said, you know, Suns, and then they said, you know, but definitely if Giannis is healthy, um, they have a chance to win. Um, I felt like this year, because the last few years they had a lot of expectations on them, and when, this year they was kind of like the expectation wasn't on them as much. It was like if they if they win, okay, they should have because they've been there plenty of times where the expectation was on there. Then you got the distraction of Philly and the distraction of the Nets. So, you know, they always was right there. All they had to do with these new teammates is put something together. Their coach been getting trashed all year. Now, gameplay. He froze. <laughs> but, well, why um, you getting, yeah. Well, why don't you get that, that straight, man? I'll hop back on and, you know, I got a couple more. Uh, Bucks related. Well, well, you, actually, I let you rock cool. Yeah, you want to take? Yeah. Yeah. Why? My bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, essentially, okay. man. Oh, can we hear? Well, essentially, no, man, no. it's it was an exciting <laughs> season because okay. all yeah, the injuries. Well, all right. Yeah, you still frozen. We're gonna um, I'm gonna get you out the frame. I'm gonna put you and come back in. And I'm gonna I'm get cool take on it real quick. But yeah, right. we, um, it was really exciting for me because, like he was saying, you know, this is a team that didn't have the same expectations this year. But you're starting to question Giannis. You're starting to question Budenholz. You're starting to question Middleton. You know, the people that's been on the team, like, oh, they still haven't won. They haven't done it. And, you know, these guys are together for eight years. So it was good to see them finally get it together. And it was great to see that Giannis at the times that it was needed was really able to step up. But you got to really give to a lot of bucks. You got to give some props to a lot of bucks. You know, P.J. Tucker with the defense on some really elite players. You know, Brooke Lopez had some big games. He was able to turn the clock back for some games. Chris Milton had some big games. Drew Holiday had some big games. You know, Connaughton hit a lot of very important shots. Brian Forbes, earlier in the playoffs, he was hitting a lot of big threes for him. So you got a lot of people that did what they need to do. And I know Giannis is going to get most of the praise as he should, because he is the man, but there were a lot of other guys that, you know, played their part at least for certain games that, uh, you know, kind of helped them get where they were at. And that's, you know, really big. And then you go into Phoenix, you lose the first two games, right? The first game, Giannis does not look like himself. And I mean, honestly, I noticed a lot of time throughout watching the series, he was limping right after some of those big plays, big blocks, some of those uh, super Euro steps that he was doing and spin moves. You saw him kind of limping a little bit, his back, his leg. 
So I don't think he was 100 percent. And people like to talk about that. You know, Chris Paul was injured his hand and different things. OK, I mean, by this point in the season, a lot of guys are probably injured, not hurt, but injured. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you kind of got to play through it. You got a chance to win a championship. And I mean, you know. If you're looking at it. There was should have been no reason that Chris Paul and I had the motivation to go out there and put together six really good games, but he wasn't able to do that. Uh, Giannis was able to go out there and put together five uh, really good games, four great games, and then game uh, five, of course, was more of a team effort. But, man, it was just great to see some new blood in the playoffs. It was great to see some new blood in the finals. Um, no no LeBron storylines, no KD storylines, you know, no Steph storylines, all the people we're always seeing. So it was great to just have, you know, different teams there and really be able to find a champion, man. So really excited. I'm glad that, you know, the team that I, you know, cover was able to win. But even if not so, man, it was great just to see, you know, that new blood and just to be able to feel it, man. You could kind of feel it through the TV. You could feel Giannis's passion. It was great. Yeah. And like that crowd, like the Deer District, that was definitely um, electric. And even from the jump, that's like you knew, like it. it it's funny. It kind of reminded me of game six of the 2008 NBA Finals with Boston and L.A. Like that crowd was just so like in the beginning, I kept on saying the Phoenix was to do something in this game, they need to silence the crowd. And they sounded for a, a tad bit. They had a little, you know, going into that, um, you know, the second, going, second quarter. Mm-hmm. But, but then after they just went downhill from them. But like you said, um, it's, just, it's, it's a great thing, like, for the league. Uh, because, you know, we used to always think, well, the big market team is going to win, especially when we look at how, like, the Lakers won last year. People was like, oh, are we going to go back to kind of having those uh, monster teams? But this is good. Like you said, we've had, you know, small market teams like Toronto won in 20, 2019. Yep. And then this one here, it, in essence, it kind of really saved the NBA as far as from a, from a small me- media standpoint, small market standpoint, because you look mm-hmm. at it. Because and you even look at on Phoenix end where they, like everybody was like, oh, Devin Booker, he's wasting his best years in Phoenix. They need to just let him go. He need to go to New York. He needs to go to a big market. Um, they get there, then Milwaukee, people were criticizing him getting that um their supermax. And I'm like, no, this is this is why the supermax is kind of was implemented for guys like him to stay and to get the max amount of money. This is yeah. kind of he's you know, everybody else kind of haven't done that. That's what kind of essentially where this is the kind of the implementation of why they put this in, in place because of this, because they want these types of situations to happen. And it's just like really just helps the league to say themselves like you look at now other teams are becoming new orleans you're looking at um you know even detroit i think you know with k k cunningham potentially coming to the fold with uh keelan hayes and sadiq bay like that's a nice little nice trio going forward that they can build with jeremy grant yeah jeremy grant with a veteran leadership like that so you look at those type of small markets and then like what new orleans is doing now of course, if you know Willie Green as new head coach and with Zion and what they're gonna do. So now you look at those small market teams as hey, if Milwaukee can do it, we can do it as well. And I think, yep. you know, and it's it's definitely um, you know, it's it's you know, it's a definitely good thing for the for the for the league um to have him and then like and then what Giannis did and the main reason why I picked Phoenix was because of the fact of the health of Giannis. Because you know, at the you know the Atlanta series when he got hurt, we were like everybody. We were all like having pray emojis. We was thinking <laughs> the worst. I mean, right. it, it was. I mean, it was to a point where like Twitter was like, if it, it felt like it was a dark place. 
where he essentially was like, well, you know, like prayers up for Giannis and oh gosh, you know, it's gonna it's it's gonna look bad. And that's where you looked at it. I didn't think he was gonna have three 40 plus games in this mm-hmm. series. Crazy, and like you said, to the point even to get to 50 and a close our game. And it's just like you said, it's amazing. He yeah. got the confidence to realize they couldn't stop him. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and right, right, right. And then and, and I mean, that's the beauty of watching, you know, watching the playoffs and seeing these guys grow. You know what I mean? And everybody's been telling him that. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, just you being you, yeah, can't nobody stop you. And once he realized that, and then Aiden getting in foul trouble, which I've been saying all playoffs, get that boy in foul trouble. That means somebody else got to come in, and they're not going to be able to do what they got to do. You know what I mean? The team changes without Aiden. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Chris. And then the acquisitions, um, a true holiday. You look at he was picture perfect. He was the best acquisition to handle Chris really Paul. Was. And and that's one thing too when you look at those type of factors where you, and you know that was key because pretty right. much it was like up until like what game three. That's when he well primarily part of game two, but majority from game two on down. He was pretty much defending Chris Paul, and then like even when yeah. you were saying cool earlier yeah. about um you know about PJ Tucker, yeah, where right. he was guarding, and, and and we even and we kind of even threw it, threw it in the notion in the preview, well maybe Booker going you know maybe you know PJ can get get on Booker on Book, and that was effective for the, for for generally the most part. That's one thing mm-hmm. like him that versatility where you can put yeah. them in anywhere. That's the thing. That's the beauty right. about PJ PJ Tucker. And even he got a ring, you know. Bobby yeah, Porter got, got a ring, ring. and they, and they switch and they switch. Yep. So what happened? Yep. So what I saw was, you know, PJ Tucker was on book, but then all of a sudden he started being on Chris Paul. So then I was like, okay, so when they switch, you know what I'm saying? And then yep. you could tell you're taking an isolation player and trying to get him to do hand the ball off because they start ripping them every time they had a high post. You know what I mean? I was like, it's just genius, man. Then they was, um, they had Bridges. I heard some dudes say today with Bridges, you know, he was had all these monster games, but you don't even know he's there. That is his game. You forget where he's at, and then he's knocking down threes. Well, they were running him off the three-point line. So now he has to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? He got to lay it up. You see he missed that dunk? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? Trying to be something that he really is not. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of being a great defense also. But um, – yeah. Me personally, man, they just got out rebound. Um, Chris Paul had five; he had twenty six points, but he had five assists. And I just feel like he, I, me personally, he's the point guard. I felt like he should have more assists. But I think what the Bucks did was when they do the pick and roll, they didn't bite to him. They stayed with Aiden or whatever big man, whoever was um, whoever was um, sliding to the side or running to the basket. They stayed with him, so they let him get his little two pointer, and then they just. I feel like the Suns need to be faster. I think that's what makes them dangerous is when they running and gunning. You know what I mean? And I think with Chris Paul on the court, I think he slows them up. I'm not saying he ain't a great acquisition to them, but I just felt like he dribbled like Chris, like you said, what your boy say? He dribbled, dribble, dribble. Big baby David said it best. <laughs> he dribbled, dribble, dribble, and dribble, and that's just the truth. Yeah, yeah then, you're right. And if and, you're not biting on if you're not biting on that shot or what he do, then he's going he can make the little the shot, but that messes up the whole offense. Phoenix, Phoenix, the Suns was dangerous. Some of them games, like I, I saw that 
uh, was it um, Payne only had played for what ten minutes or twelve minutes and got ten points, and I think he should he was way more important to that team than just getting that them them little bit of minutes. You know what I mean? He should have got more minutes, and they just need to they needed to move faster, man. You know what I'm saying? They they not supposed they were slowing up, and I just think. Looking at the Bucks last night, how tired they were. Because if you look at the stats of how like Giannis did, was it? I'm sorry, I wrote it down. Giannis, uh, 42 minutes. Lopez, 27. Holiday, 46. Middleton, 41. Porter's, 23. Greek, Greek got 50 points. Lopez got, um, got 10. Holiday got 12, 9, 11 assists, um, nine rebounds. Middleton got um, 17 points, five assists, five rebounds. Like. Portis got 16 points, three rebounds in 23 minutes. So if they was running them and was happening to win this game, they'd have been dead tired. You know yeah. what I mean? But they just played their game. Yep. And the other thing, too, man, I will say one thing for Phoenix. So they did use lose Dario Sarge. Yep. He got hurt, mm-hmm. in, uh, I think, at the beginning of the second game. So when they lost him, they had to resort to Frank Kaminsky as the backup center. And right. I can't for y'all, but I live in Charlotte, so I afraid yeah, to take. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, that's when you were talking about speeding up, man. <laughs> that is not the guy that you want to put in to speed the game up. <laughs> right, right. I got you. <laughs> but you know, they had to have Frank Kaminsky and Chris Paul. Right. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, and it slows him down. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's Jordan boy. But uh, once they did that, though, man, I think that. um they, 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 that's true. Western Conference basketball is the running gun, you know what I mean? And I just felt like, like, when you look at the paint, like, you look at this, the team stats, it's almost identical. Like, the free throws was close, even though, um, the Bucks got a little bit more turnovers, was crazy. Uh, but they got out rebound, you know, and then in the paint, like, like the, the, the three pointer was horrible for both teams, but in the paint, like you think the Bucks dominated, but they got about the same as what's the name is. It's just that they had a better all around game, and everybody yeah, no. just contributed. Yeah. I had actually pulled up some of the stats early, and I took a screenshot so we could talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, points it was one seventeen Milwaukee, one hundred nine Phoenix. Uh, right. Rebounds it was forty six point three. This is per game, uh, right? Thirty nine for Phoenix. So, like you said, it's not a huge discrepancy. Yeah, you know, about seven point three more rebounds a game. Steals, it was eight to seven, uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, blocks, Phoenix actually had four blocks a game. Milwaukee only had three and a half, but it felt like mm-hmm. every one of Milwaukee's blocks was like a major play. Right. Um, turnovers, uh, Phoenix had 13 a game. Milwaukee had 11.3. Uh, field goal percentage, Phoenix shot 49%. Uh, Milwaukee shot 46.7. Uh, three points, of course, Phoenix um, outshot them, but actually not by that much. It was 38.4 right. for Phoenix. Right, thirty-five point three for Milwaukee, and then free right. throws. Of course, Phoenix was better than that, eighty-five, but they were only eighty-five point seven percent, and um, right. Milwaukee ended up seventy-two point nine because, of course, Giannis had a really good free throw game last night. Right. So I mean, right. we're saying it was it was pretty tight, man. But I have to shout out Bobby Portis for yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a story about him today. Um, so he was out of the league, you know, last year. Like he didn't have a team, so he got in contact with. Giannis and say, yo, Giannis, I really want to come and play with you in Milwaukee. So Giannis went to ownership and got them to give him a tryout, and they actually liked him and ended up bringing him in. 
So, you know, Porter's, uh, he was saying, um, so a lot of people saw what he was saying when they were talking to him after the game, he was saying like, you know, I was depressed. I was just at home working out. You know, my mom was trying to get me out of depression. This man really went through it because he didn't have like a team, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. to have Giannis come in and, you know, be that bridge and help him just at least get the workout and get them to see him and then bring him in and then him, for him to be able to perform the way he did. And you think about it, he had DMPs all in the, um, the net series. He wasn't yep. playing that much in the net series, but when he called upon him, mm -hmm. He performed, man. So I got to give him a big shout out for that, man. That's that's and, that's big, man. When you got guys that can come in like that, um, yeah, first man. year in the system and play a big role like that, and, and can do it when you call upon, bro. That's that's amazing. Yeah, because right. essentially he was like almost even in Atlanta series it, after the Giannis injury. That's when he really kind of came in mm -hmm. and saw it, um, mm -hmm. start playing. Like you said, yeah, yep. former Bull. Shout out to Bobby Portis, man. Well, there he goes. <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, like that's the beauty of watching it too. Like I look for like different variables and I was like, okay, who's going to be that player that nobody's really talking about that's just going to step up? You know what I'm saying? That nobody's really talking about that's just going to say, hey, man, I'm in the championship. This is the finals. I got to step out of my character just a little bit. And you looking at Giannis because Giannis is looking like, please, somebody, please, do you know? <laughs> make a shot. <laughs> please, I'm tired. You know what I mean. And and it's that was shot. just yeah, it is some shots. You know, they please. I throw you the ball. I promise. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but but you know, it, it, they deserve it, man. It was great. You know what I'm saying. I know they coach. You know, at least he got this. But I know they coach been getting um getting um ripped yeah. all year. But you know, the whole team has, and you know, it's just great. He deserved it, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Now he can now he can take this and all them old NBA players that we love and we now they're not playing, they always got something smart to say. Now he can put that right in their face. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 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 You know. And man, um also, bro, mm -hmm. Marty Williams is a really classy dude. You know, I've never yeah. seen anybody else do this before, but to go to the other team's locker room and congratulate them like you know, like that, and then you'll give Giannis a hug like that, bro. That's real classy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And honestly, this is it's gonna sound a little tacky when I say this, but I still gotta say it. It doesn't reflect on his team because them boys, they are not classy. You know what I'm saying? Phoenix is thank you, thank you, thank They're you. Because I've been saying it, I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> I, I wanted Trey Young and Devin Booker to do well, but uh, Devin no. Booker. Will, no, Devin Booker look little. I'm just saying. Nah, it's a point. A point. It's a point guard. Dude. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a point guard. But it's, it's, it's an influence on the team. Yes, I, I right, tell but, you, we know look, about him. Tobacco Road. We we know about man. him. I, I I was paying attention to Darren Booker, but I was like, yo, he looked like he a pun he really <laughs> like yep. I ain't gonna tell you what I told somebody today. That ain't even cool. We on the air. <laughs> I can't do that. I do it after the show. But you know, he's one of the leading guys with of technical files. You know what I'm saying? Like he really he he a trip, B. He a trip, bro. Like, you know. Right, because they was like, cause I remember we was in the group chat and everybody and one of the guys was like I'm shocked that Chris Paul didn't, um, didn't, you know, didn't hug them about it or whatever, and um, you know, on their way out, I'm like Chris, Chris Paul, like yeah. I'm like I would, I tell you, if, if I had to put money on that, I knew he wasn't gonna do it because I, bro, like we said, Tobacco Road, we know, we know about Chris Paul, twenty years in, 
we know about Chris Paul. Chris Paul is not he's not what everybody <laughs> is. I mean, like everybody was all rooting for him. No, like Monty. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my Carolina guys, but other exactly. than that, no, Chris Paul, no. Okay. Like, no. I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, couple years, couple years back, did something happen to him? Do you think Rondo really spit on him on purpose? Let's go. I mean, <laughs> but but that's the thing. What Chris Paul I'm telling you, like <coughs> the thing that I'm not surprised. Because right. people, people cast him as like kind of like so in half these battles that he in, they mm-hmm. look at him as like he's the he's the innocent victim. Like to me, the whole thing, and that's and it goes back to the NBA carousel kind of thing. I kind of wanted to kind of really lash out, but like the whole Pat Bev situation. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, I, I guarantee you Chris Paul said something to him. He did. I know he did. I'm talking about to a point where it's like you look at the punt, like the push was kind of like was not not saying it was justified, but there's a reason behind that. He walked past him and said something. He walked past him and said something. Right. And then the thing that got me with Chris Paul from the jump, because of course with Wake Forest, he was dirty at Wake Forest. But the thing that got me was when he punched Julius Hodge and the family jewels. And I like, you know what? On seeing that all, all the night, time. he well, talks about this all the time. Yo, that's, that's <laughs> disrespectful. That's disrespectful. And yeah. I, mean, I, I guarantee that was might have been like seventeen years ago or whatever. Might have been eighteen. Yeah. Who knows? Who's counting? Yeah. But he, yeah. about all the time. he was like, "Man, but, he dirty. He ain't even his family jewels." Me, I was like, but, "For real?" <laughs> yes. He be getting up under people when they trying to come down. You know what I'm saying? Right. He leaning into people, flopping around, acting. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, I do believe that Ray John Rondo spit on him on purpose because I believe he said and did something to Ray John Rondo. Right. And yeah, Rondo I believe take- he did too. So yeah, and, Rondo, like, spit on and like even mm-hmm. the whole thing with Austin Rivers, the whole situation, the Austin Rivers situation where Chris Paul went to a back channel. I like Chris Paul probably started that. Like, yeah. uh, and it's right. And then even you look at even, I forgot, it was like the third quarter. Remember, um, him and Bobby, Bobby Portis about to get into it. He know he can't mess with, with uh, Bobby Portis. Yeah. He know. Yeah. Remember yeah. in the Clippers series when he got that fake foul on Demarcus Cousins, and you yes. saw the camera yeah. with Demarcus Cousins. Yep. Like, That's why nobody don't with you right now. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Right. Because you know they hate each other. Like yep. they do not like each other. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and, and Demarcus Cousins For real? giving each other uh, fruit baskets at Christmas. Not at all. Why they hate each other? Why they hate? Why they hate each other? I just, I don't know. I never got an altercation years ago, and I think it just never. It, it, you know, it just never. Yeah, this it was never squashed. The the beef was never quarreled. So, uh, speaking of uh, Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, so fellas, uh, let me make sure this is working. There we go. All right. So, what's next for the um, Suns? I'm gonna go with you first. Cool. What's your um your thoughts on the Suns and uh, what's next for them? Honestly, if I'm the Suns, um, I would say rather than pay Chris Paul forty four million dollars, I hope he opts out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can take that money, you can you know entice some free agents to build that roster because, like you said, they have a lot of young guys that can fly, but you need a couple of seasoned guys that you can sprinkle in. Mm-hmm. You need somebody <coughs> in the center. Mm-hmm. Sarge is not with Kaminsky's not gonna do. You need someone else that can really help Aiton, you know, develop. So mm-hmm. you need to get another 
digging another center that can help Aiden develop. Maybe an aging guy that's you know got a couple of years left that can be a backup, but still help Aiden work on his game. You know, yep. push him in practice. You know, maybe somebody that can mentor him. You know, show him how to get in the, in the weight room, what to work on, how to improve himself. You know, post moves because he really doesn't have a lot of those. So that's one thing they definitely need. I think they need um they need more consistent um, shooting. They need a big that can shoot. They need like a guy like Tory Craig, but like on steroids. Yeah. Mm. By the way, shout out to Tory Craig because even though he lost, he still got a ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also need um, a lot of people say they have a lot of good. De- they have a good defense. I think they have a good defensive unit. They have about five or six good guys that play defense real well. But I think they need to sprinkle in more guys that um, play defense. They get after the ball, kind of like some of the guys in Milwaukee has those type of players. Guys, that, hey, I may not score points. I may only score five or six points a game, but I don't care about that. I'm out here to dog you. I'm out here to take you out of the game. I'm out here to push you. I'm out here to try to get you out of your, you know, your game. So I think if they get some of those things and, you know, maybe Monty Williams makes a tweak or two with um, the rotation as well as maybe as a fresh voice to the coaching staff. Um, they have Devin Booker and, you know, you can feel how you want to about his personality right. and the way that he plays sometimes, but he is definitely a star in his league and he's going to be a superstar mm-hmm. real soon. Mm-hmm. So when you have that, if you can get Aiden up to par, you know, you can add, uh, you know, a little bit more aggressiveness, a little bit more size, a little bit more shooting, you know, just guys that will be more consistent, especially post players, because they really had a lack of post presence. Um, that would help them to, you know, possibly get back to where they were this year, next year. Yep. Uh, Mal, your thoughts on the Suns? What's next? Um, definitely, um, I think they should get rid of Chris Paul. Chris Paul needs to go. <laughs> Do not come to the Lakers, though. Take take your ass to New York. You know what I'm saying? Go, go east. You know, uh-uh, don't even – please. Um, but, I, you know, and I was thinking about who could replace him. I think that if they had, like, a Michael – Connolly from um, Utah, I think they would have died a lot better. You know, he's a free agent. And I think mm-hmm. that um, I think that would be – he has that scoring point guard that I really think they needed, that they thought they was getting with Chris Paul a little bit. You know what I mean? I thought that would be pretty good. Uh, they definitely need, like, a, a power forward, so like a small forward, power forward combo type of guy. Um, like you said, agent that can shoot a little bit. You know, even if he's not a consistent three-point shooter – he still can score and um, be able to, you know, play a little defense. A little aging guy. I don't know. I don't. I really didn't think about who. It's, it's a lot of those guys out there, though. You know what I mean? But um, they don't need much. Just build on they. I think they just build on their bench just a little bit. And then I do different. I do think that, uh, you know, it's a reason. Though, well, now sitting back, I guess, is a reason why Chris Paul really been on all these teams the last five years. You know what I mean? It ain't wasn't just his contract. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's all, you know, and, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's he really, mind. no offense, no offense to him too. Like he choked up and, he, and you know what I'm saying? And I, I do think they should keep Crowder. I think Crowder is, is, is did, did pretty good to me. I felt like this, he got a lot of experience and I felt like me personally, he one of the guys that kept him in the game too. You know what I mean? Um, but I do think they should keep him. I think that was one of their biggest, best pickups to me anyway. Um, I don't think he should go anywhere. Um, that's about it. I really, like I said, I think, um, 
you know, they got to get some new leadership. I think they, 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 I think they still good. I think they're a dangerous team. I just think that uh, they kind of lost, which is a good team. When you play against a good team, I think they lost their identity. You know, um, yep. like I said, I love boxing and you can have a guy that fight one way, but if he don't, if you a good, you know, a guy, you know how to adjust and he don't know how to adjust, then you could dominate. It'd be a complete different fight. And I felt like that's really what the Bucks did to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Chris Paul situation, that's going to be interesting. Um, either he can opt out, but they ain't saying if he opts out, then maybe he get a reduced deal. But I'm like, he's not going to do that. He's, you know, he, he, I mean, you're going to get $45 million and you're about to be 37 years old. Uh, you will get as much money as you can. I mean, that's, I mean, it's just, it just, I mean, he's not going to, I don't think in my personal opinion, he's going to do that. Um, of course, you, you give Aiden his money. Um, I say even um, what she's up to, Mikael Bridges. I think he's up too. So I think mm. he, he's, he's in for a payday. Um, but yeah, like you said, you say that money, that Chris Paul money, because that's what, for, that puts you $45 million or whatever it is. Yeah, but I think it's like $45 million. And like yeah. you said, get you, it gets you a four um, and pretty much get a, you know, kind of, you know, get one of those, you know, situations. And like you say, they have to gotta get better. Um, like, Definitely upgraded the point guard position, like you said, like a Mike Conley actually do good. Some somebody who is kind of as far as as far as somebody who can run that offense and kind of have that speed that they need and act like a scoring guard. Because like you said, a lot of times when Chris Paul was on the floor in that Milwaukee series, scored like you know almost like you know tremendously out outscoring mm-hmm. in the times that he was there. Um, I think if you get like you said, get a get a point guard and then get get you like a stretch four, somebody like you said, you know, like a situation almost almost like a PJ Tucker kind of situation where you kind of him mm-hmm. and Mikael Bridges kind of switch off like defensively on on somebody and then like you said, you mm-hmm. still got that scoring punch and uh and Bridges they say also your bench. I think um, Cam Johnson is going to definitely um going to be a lot better this I'm coming up this year. And I think uh I was I was kind of shocked that he kind of shied away, money will kind of shied away from him. Um, in this series, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, Seriously. and that's the thing with, with the youth and all that, but still, uh, you know, I was always, I was kind of befuddled, um, by that yes. in, 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 in a sense. And this is like, you know, but it is what it is. But I definitely think, um, those are the things because they definitely, um, the Western Conference is no joke. Um, you know, especially everybody's coming back. Who knows who's going to be on the banana boat, um, in LA? Maybe Chris Paul, maybe Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Hey, I heard something about that. Um, Chris Paul might be going to the Bulls. Ain't that his old coach nah. that he did really well with? He ain't going there. He ain't got no money. <laughs> we can't afford Man. Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we bellied up on what's the face? On, on, what what, what per call him? Vukovic. <laughs> 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 all our chips in and, and, and Nikola and then Vukovic, Vukovic. but um, I wouldn't be yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul go to the Clippers potentially but I don't know how they, really? how it's going to shake financially oh, wow. if I would have I would have have Reggie Jackson to him I, that's what I seriously said, but, you know, I mean yeah I mean Kawhi out be y'all y'all tripping if you don't think Kawhi out there you yeah. go I would say. Out. See, you take that money again. The same situation. You take the Kawhi money. Right. Chris Paul. Already, I mean, um, Paul George already exactly. got paid. So you take the Kawhi money and you go fill in some pieces. You get a couple more scores in there. You know what I'm saying? Some guys that can come off the bench, microwave scores, rebounders. 
Mm-hmm. You right. ask the team they got in LA, they might be better. Yeah, they need yeah, the team. Yeah, I think that team that we saw in the finals that's their that's their future team. <laughs> Yeah, for real, it's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What right. about is he uh, Baca? Um, he just signed. He signed a one year deal, or was it a couple of years? I'm not sure, but uh, I'm sure, I'm pretty true. sure he would come back because come the back. thing is, if they even had him in the playoffs, even Man. without um, Kawhi, they yeah. probably would have been the better shape. Yeah, because that was our biggest issue was Aiden. That pick and roll destroyed mm-hmm. us. Well. Us, but I mean the Clippers. Us. See, there you go. Oh yeah, us. But but yeah, you, you like, kind of like. I it's know. About, it's just like from right. It's about every week. Just about at this point. Yeah. But yeah, and like you said, that was the biggest issue. If Serge would have played, I mean, you know, and, and it's funny because we kept on talking about him every week. That you know, we were, you know, when Serge coming back, I'm like, I don't know. Like, part of me, they, I'm reading. Yeah, I'm reading LA Times. They said hey, he might come back. He may he gonna he might come back this week. He may not. He never came back. So, like it was just you know it just mm. it was just a crazy kind of um, getting that all concerned. But so did some NBA. Let's let's focus on some college uh, football. And so uh, Bryce Young, uh, the uh, Alabama quarterback. Um, hasn't played it. He hasn't started for for um, Alabama quite yet at this point. Um, so Nick Saban, um, he spoke at a um, Texas high school coaches association convention um, yesterday, and uh, he was telling um, the I guess you call them the Kent Gores or what have you that um, that his potential starting quarterback um, is nearly ranking in nearly a seven figure income <laughs> in the new name, image, and likeness policy. Mm-hmm. All right, so Mal, your thoughts on uh, Bryce Young on the verge of making a million off his Congratul- name, image, and likeness? <laughs> congratulations, and congratulations, and it, you know it's been a lot of falling, falling, um, um, players. You know what I mean, and a lot of players, you know, lost their career because they was hurting, and they was able to people looked out for them. And they took stuff and they messed their career up. So congratulations. The opportunity is there. You take it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm so interested to see this, how this rolls in like three, four years, man. And how these players, when they go into the league, how they're going to carry everything. Because I'm hoping by this that they get a, a really good, genuine business sense. You know what I mean? It might even help the league where a lot of guys might not take the biggest deal. They may leave some money on the table so they could be on a better team. You know that? Because they already got money, you know yeah. that, you know that. So, man, I, I mean, congratulations. I think uh, Nick Saban. Um, <clears throat> I think he, you know, sometimes when I hear him talking, then I hear the dude from Clemson. I think Nick Saban said, you know what, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna show these dudes how to use this. So Bryce Young, yeah, he hadn't even he might ain't even must be my starting quarterback, but hey, by him coming to Alabama and who he is. He already gonna have seven figures. You know what I'm saying? So you know people probably like, man, shoot, I go beat him, play for Alabama, man. I can go ahead and get, you know what I'm saying, just by being with Alabama. You know what I'm saying? I think that's smart. Where you got to do um, the coach from Clemson, basically, kind of being negative about a lot of little stuff, a lot of little changes going on. You know what I'm saying? So oh, man, definitely. shout out, man. You know what I'm saying? I think he took it from a positive. Say, man, you know what? You know what I mean? Like he upset, but he like. 
I'm going to take this and use this for some positive, some, some marketing. Say, hey, man, some of you best players, y'all still come on to Alabama. You know what I'm saying? This dude might not be my starter, but he still, he close to seven figures to get paid. So shout out to him. Congratulations, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Salute, bro. I'm jealous. <laughs> cool. Your thoughts? Well, man, you know, I definitely have to agree in that congratulations to him. I mean, this is obviously something that for the most part is going to help the the, the, the the bigger schools, right? Like you look at, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Look at the fact mm-hmm. that the whole team is going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? They The mm-hmm. whole team endorsement deal. And then right. our, quarterback, our quarterback has a few deals as well. So this is something that's really going to, um, in my opinion, hurt some of the smaller schools in a way. But if you can get one of those marquee names to come to your school, you're going to be able to have ways to get them some money, which may make some of these guys say, you know what, instead of going to college three years and then going straight to the NFL as soon as I can, I'm already getting paid. I can stay here another year. Right, right, right. That may help that as well. Um, To be a backup, not even a starter yet, you know, and still already have, you know, this kind of money coming in, it's crazy. But I want to one-up that real quick. I don't know if y'all have heard about it or not, but Master P's son, Hersey Villa. Yep. $2 million from the Web App Tech Company. $2 million deal. So double what this guy is allegedly getting. You know, and he's going to Tennessee State. He's going to HBCU, and he's able to get that kind of cash. So I think that that's great, too, if this is something like, for instance, what I was saying earlier, where you can get some of these guys to go to some of these smaller schools because – not necessarily the school itself is going to get it for you, but because you're going to be the guy there. If you can go somewhere where you can be the star, your name, your image, and your likeness is going to be more valuable in some cases than being the third or fourth best guy on one of these powerhouses. So it can kind of help both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am glad that these kids are getting paid. Uh, <clears throat> I hope that they come up with some guidelines down the road. Not yeah, punish them if they haven't followed them yet, mm-hmm. but just say, hey, Moving forward, this is what you can and can't do, um, because right. I think you don't want to get out of control and almost be like semi-pro. But at the same time, these these kids should be able to get paid off their likenesses because some of them, they may not make it to the NFL. They may make it, you know, and or the NBA in case of basketball, and they may not have the same opportunities, and they miss the opportunity to you know hop in when they really could have got cash. You think about like the O'Bannon boys, right? Those yeah. guys were beasts at UCLA. They never really panned out in the NBA. If they had an opportunity to make cash back then, you know, it would be great. A lot of uh, former players, some in the NFL, some (laughs) not, talked about several times how they would walk around. They would go to the the student union or go to stores, and there's a jersey, seven for $100, and they got $5 in their pocket. Right. So them being able to, you know, just get a little piece of that pie, man, it's it's good. It's, it's, It's big for college. I wasn't necessarily with it at first, but once I thought about it more, and put myself in their position, man. It, it is actually a really good thing. Yeah, man. Oh, Banner Brothers, the reason why we got NCAA football. <laughs> <laughs> Can I rebuttal real quick? Yeah. Two things I like. I like you said allegedly. You know that? Yeah. I like that you said allegedly because we haven't heard from that young man. This could be just some smoke and mirrors that he's throwing out there. You know what I mean? Exactly. And um, um, I do – you know, it's weird because you're a Miami Hurricane fan, right? I wonder how many dudes, if they do get endorsement money, how many of them are going to go to states that don't have property taxes and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know that? 
you know, that's gonna be crazy. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Like, and I think, like you said, to your point, Mal, where um, Nick Saban did that as a recruiting tool to say, right. "Hey, like, look, come to Alabama." He don't even have to step. Well, he's step foot on the field. He's a sophomore, but you ain't gotta. You know, you can pretty much go on this campus and have and, and almost command a seven salary, um, seven figure um, salary. You know, so I look at it for example, he did that because of the brand is strong. But I think this is going to help just in 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 its whole entirety because I don't think you're going to be just be limited to Alabama, Clemson, and what have you, because like you say. Um, you know, Master Peace son, he's at Tennessee State University. You can get that money anywhere. You can go to Jacksonville State and be with Coach Dion. Oh, don't call him Dion. Call him Coach Coach Prime. Coach Sanders. Coach Sanders. Coach Sanders. You know he got mad, right? You know. You know he oh said yes. That, uh, he got pissed. You know they said when they talk to Nick Saban, they don't say Nick. So why are you saying Dion? Yeah. Right, right. And then he said, "Okay, Dion. That's that was disrespectful." But yeah. I go mm-hmm. back on to back on to the topic. But um, <laughs> but like to me, it's like you said, and like you said, it's really the draw of who you are. Where you don't necessarily have to go to Alabama or Clemson. You can go to any of these schools. Like I guarantee you, mm-hmm. Bryce Young, because Bryce Young is uh, pretty much a, one of the most decorated high school um, quarterbacks in his graduating class. So he could have went anywhere and got that kind of money, I think, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion. So I think mm-hmm. this is definitely going to help disperse the talent amongst um, the college college football scene. Um, and like you said, it's, it's just a great opportunity for these guys to get this kind of money. And, and, and you know, and it just, it's, just, it's, it's fair. I think this is the part of it because I always – I looked at the other models of how you can compensate athletes. Like I, I was I, at one time I wanted to have a model of them being paid like a state employee, but it's almost like it's kind of hard for a guy to, you know, if you say Bryce Young, who could be the starter, could be a potential Hasman trophy winner, get paid the same as, as a, as a roommate. That's, that's his second string backup quarterback. So this is a perfect example <laughs> where you use off your name, image and likeness. So, Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you know, so it's like everything where just like most of their peers that that's not non-athletic. If they had a product or something, and they can go out to the market, and the market decides that their product is worth the money, and the same thing goes for them in this predicament. But um, yeah, I think like you said, Nick Saban just knows he's going to cash in on that. It's like hey, so you're gonna like I said, the smoking mirror to say hey, come to Alabama. You gonna get this kind of money, blase, blase. You know, you will get that. You know, you get the, all the eyeballs, and you'll get the money. Yeah. Be, you know, you'll be the king down here in Tuscaloosa if you're the quarterback. It's almost like you kind of sell it like how people used to sell like the Dallas Dallas Cowboys quarterback is always like the face of America. That type mm-hmm. of situation where he's like the most famous person in America besides certain people. Like you know, so he kind of kind of had that image. But like you say, it's it's really whoever comes 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 your way. I mean, mm-hmm. like you say, he could. I mean, he could have. You know, Bryce Young could have went anywhere in this country and probably commanded this kind of uh, this kind of money. So, I, I mean, I like this. And I think this is the best way because at least you can say this model is fair. I still think that they should still get paid from the colleges, but that's here or there. But I think this is the this is the right step to get it right. Where these guys mm-hmm. have an opportunity to to make that kind of money, and 
and you know, and I don't people say that it's you know that it might hurt teams, but I think I don't think it's gonna hurt any team when you sit down and you think about it because it's this is it's off your image, name, and likeness. Like it's not like you know these opportunities are gonna come to you. So this no situation, but I, I know I'm saying that there's a trick yeah. to say that, but I'm like. These right. companies are coming to you, so it's not right. like a situation where it's like you can't be mad at me because you know Kellogg's came to me; and they want to give me a million dollars. They came to right. me, like they didn't come right. to you. They came to said third, so they, right. you know. So I, yeah, I definitely like it, and um, I mean, I feel bad for you, cool. You got you have, you have a rough fall. You got the Hurricanes and the Eagles, like. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have a great fall, bro. I mean, <laughs> great fall. You think about it though, man. If you on if you're on social media and you one of those guys that you know got a lot of followers, of course they're gonna come at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Even before you go to the they they're not here. I mean, don't get me wrong, because I play for you guys or I did this, I have these followers, but before I even decided to get here, I still had a certain amount of followers. You know what I mean? So yep. you know what I mean? And that's a lot of it why they're doing that too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the um sponsorship was like, hey man. You know, you may not like the team. You know what I'm saying? They might not even like the team, but they like this specific person. Player. Like, you know, this this specific player or something like that. And then he got all these followers. Like, I always told you, like, that's one of the reasons why the Ball brothers had got in there. They already had a movement before they even got in the league. You know what I mean? They did. They was YouTube sensations. You know what I mean? And they dad in his mouth. That's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that was yeah. number two. I, the dad caught my eye, but then yeah. when I started looking, they mm-hmm. had been on YouTube and had a YouTube sensation for like three, four years before they even, you know what and, I mean? And now, and, and it's funny now. Really, now my mind is really like thinking about some different type type, type of possibilities. Like to your point, cool, where there's gonna have to be some type of regulations going forward because a part of you now is like because you now. The, the thing I really thought about, because I think we, I, I, I talked about this before, not on this show, but just in general, then what other levels are going to require the NIL? Think about high school. And the first thing I thought about was QB1. You think about that series that's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Just imagine like those guys who are already who are on that QB1 show are going to command seven-figure seven incomes. Mm-hmm. And they capitalize on the series as high school, mm-hmm. you know, as high school, you know, sophomore, junior, senior. So part of, like you said, when do we draw that line? Even though we, I'm, I'm excited for it, but like you said, it, it could become the wild, wild west. It could really become where we don't really have at this point, even though it's, it's fresh. But there's gonna be, there's no definitive gray line. There's no one way or the other. It's like a free for all, and you know some people are gonna be like, and then even to, to um, you know basketball standpoint, like you look at, and that's, I hate to make this example, but um, yeah. like like um, like Bronny's team, um, Sierra Canyon, they're on mm-hmm. ESPN, they're on the, you know when you think about these nasty you know ranked teams that that play es play on ESPN, sell out you know major arenas, like do they get a piece of this pie as well, like? So that's why, like, I, I'm, I, I know that's with I'm thinking next level, but I mean, this is gonna come across where I, you know, especially when he, you know, especially when these high school athletes look at it, be like, look, if I'm, what's the difference between me making money next year as a freshman in college 
to a, a, a senior in high school, and I'm probably gonna make just as much money as I, I will. I could potentially my senior year in high school to my freshman year in, in college. Mm. And then too, like for me, the part where I say that I feel like some of the larger schools are gonna have an advantage is you think about the alumni, you think about the trustees, right? Yeah. Mm. They all work. If I want um, a certain player to come to this school, I work for IBM. Hey, look, man, you know, I got this guy that I think would be really good to be an NIO face for IBM. Then I go to the guy's family and the guy say, look, man, you know, I can get you this, you know, six figure deal with IBM. You know, come on over here and play for Miami or come on over here and play for Florida State or, you know, come over here and play for Alabama, come over and play for Clemson or whoever. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's yep. where you can get a little bit into some of the, the the advantages. But then that's why I said on the flip side, that I also think that some people will go to the place where they can be the man or the woman and get some mm -hmm. of that money that way as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Just like like the, um, the girls um, basketball ones who got the, um, the uh, Boost Mobile uh, sponsorship. Yep. yep. The twins. Mm -hmm. Do the professional players do they get any take in their jersey being sold on the team? They get a percentage or something. I believe they do get um, a take on their jerseys when they're sold. I think so. I think it's like it's. it's I think it's in their um in their, I think it's in, their contract, in, yeah. in their contract. Yeah, it's either the contract or it may be collective bargained. It's one of the. Two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, definitely huge shout out to uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah man. The, like you said, when you get yeah. the money, get it. You know what I'm saying? Get it right. The pride of Pasadena, California. Get, get right. that. Get that money. How will you this image of likeness? I'm here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, round out tonight, fellas. Let's go into our top five QBs. Going into the 2021 NFL season, so I'm gonna go with um, who is on your list, your fifth quarterback in this list. I'm gonna go with you first. Cool, who's your fifth quarterback? So, my fifth quarterback, I have Josh Allen. Hmm. Um, the reason I place in Josh Allen here, and I'll tell you the criteria I use so that when you hear my list, y'all ain't looking at me crazy, the people who are watching not looking at me crazy. All right, so I'm thinking about how long you've been in the league, if you're still at or near your prime, um, if you're ascending towards it, if we're projecting a little bit, or if you're declining away, they might push you off. You know, um, how you've been improving from year to year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a guy like Josh Allen, the reason he slid in five is because he's been improving every year and he had a good year, took his team to the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I have him sitting in that position. And I think he's only going to go up. Obviously, he has help because he has Stephon Diggs there, you know, who's a great wide receiver to help him out. But I feel like he's a guy that's ascending and should be like right there in that top five at number five. All right. Who's your number five, Maui? Okay, I got a question. Yeah. Um, there's a dude that's had some trouble and I hadn't heard his name in a while. Is he good? <laughs> I, I put him on I put him on my list because I don't okay. I don't, I don't okay. think he, I don't I don't think I, he's gonna play this year, honestly. Okay. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say my top okay. five regardless. I put him I put him, I put him I put him at six. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because okay. once once I seen his numbers, I was like, oh see, that's just wrong. 
I definitely yeah. got to put him there. So y'all know who I'm talking about. So yeah, he's going to keep it moving. <laughs> but yeah. no, at number five, I got Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I have no real reason of putting him there. I just feel like out of the rest of the guys, he is that one because there's a reason why I'm not going to put this other guy on there, but we'll talk about yeah. that once we get done. But definitely, I put Lamar Jackson. Um, I still think that, um, um, you know, he has to work on his passing a little bit more. I think he needs probably like another weapon. Um, but I put him at, you know, ex-MVP, I put him at number five. So my number five, call me crazy, what you but that? What you Tom, Tom Brady. I got Tom Brady. What? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> and that's based on last year's performance. I mean, at the tender age of 43 years old, putting up 40 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and with a with a mildly sprained MCL um, last year, which is pretty impressive. Um, he had a pretty much a a good year. Um, you know, he had a few little blemishes. You know, but other than that, he had a, a hell of a year at. And he's going to be 44. I never thought in a million years I would put a 44-year-old quarterback as a top-five quarterback going into the season. But Tom Brady's there, you know. So, number four. Uh, I'm going to go to you first. Cool. Who you got at number four? Number four, I have Deshaun Watson. Mm. <laughs> I have Deshaun Watson at number four. Because I feel like he's better than Josh Allen. Um, but he's not higher because, number one, he mm-hmm. plays for a team where – um, they don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver, thanks to uh, Bill O'Brien, who, uh, if you see my show, you know how I feel about him. But um, I think that um, if he does play, and I really think he's actually going to play. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in uh, Houston, but I think he's going to play. I think he'll get everything cleared up uh, because there's been some reports that Allegedly, all these women that came out and did all this stuff. Now everybody's fine with just taking a settlement. So basically, a cash grab. So if you can get a cash grab to get this over with to be able to play, hey, Deshaun Watson, why not? So I think he's going to. I think he's going to play. Hey, I could be wrong, but I think he's going to play. But I think that um, the lack of talent there at the wide receiver position is going to not allow him to be the best that he could be if he still had, uh, you know, the the man that they let go for pennies on a dollar. I know. Oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> that's, what that's what I have in my number four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's your number four, Maui? I put Russell Wilson. Um, you know, he's a top guy. But, you know, I was, you know, finally, you know, because you know really I don't care for Russell Wilson. You know that. I know you know that, Coach. You know, but it's all good. What I What I did was I gave in – and I was picking him for MVP, and then JB let me have it. He was like, man, you know he always does well in the beginning of the season, and then he just started going downhill towards the end. So, and then, you know, once Tom Brady won, I felt like he started telling the truth, and he started speaking, say, hey, man, I need a line, I need this, and blah, blah, blah. So I put him in number four. I still think he's a top guy, but I think he's starting to step out of his shell and say, hey, man, y'all need to protect me. And I believe once they start doing that, he'll probably be number one. Yeah, shout out to Russ, the two-time. There it is. The only two-time Richard Tannis Batch player of the year. Stop, man. Probably <laughs> 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 you know, one of the greatest prep prep athletes in the in the city of Richmond. That for you, shout out to Russell <laughs> Wilson. Um, my number four has got to be Deshaun Watson. Um, another once again a career year, and it's and it's crazy to think 
33 touchdowns and seven interceptions, and this team was four and twelve. Mm-hmm. Like this man had a career year, and and, and, it's, and then what killed me with people was he don't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like yeah, almost five thousand yards. Huh? Get that man some help. Yeah, I'm a, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, almost five thousand yards, man. That's exactly. crazy. And, and they were four and twelve, and like, and it's just like you think to yourself, like I said, how Bill O'Brien just screwed his organization. Getting rid of, you know, get rid of D Hop, like you said, for nothing, like for pennies, pennies on the dollar. Ridiculous. And it's just like it's ridiculous. I like I never understood that. You you throw for f- almost five thousand yards, seven in- interceptions, and you four and twelve. Oh, oh, don't get mad at me, coach. But of course you're gonna need a massage, B. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, dang, I like man. And but yeah, I, I think going to like he's going and you know, and once upon a time, yeah, like. And they'll probably get rid, like you said. The thing is, they probably will get rid of him. But I think, at the same token, it's just going to be a matter of time. You know, they're going to—they're probably going to trade him. I think this whole situation is not, like starting to kind of. Uh, it's, it's got quiet and it's kind of has blown away extremely. So, <laughs> like you said, it could be a situation where it could get mitigated and um, he he'll be traded. Because I mean, oh yeah. I, this, I'm hoping this team is in shambles. This if team he plays shambles. or he gets traded, and then it's about a year and a half. I'm ready for the documentary to come out so we can really hear majority all the information of what really yeah. happened. Because it sounds weird to me. You trade these these other people leave main people on the team, and then all of a sudden he asks for to be traded or let go, and then all of a sudden his this laundry comes out of nowhere. <clears throat> That's just weird to me. And then uh, just with the situation crazy. too, and then um. Which is the quarterback too is kind of telling um Tyrod Taylor. Uh mm-hmm. them get Tyrod Taylor and then they end up getting um the kid out of Stanford. Not Stanford. Was he the what was the quarterback? The one they got in the draft. Um, I forgot his name. But they drafted a quarterback. I don't know if he went to Stanford, but what have you? But yeah, you look at that, it's like he he'll be out, he'll be somewhere. Um, you know, hopefully he don't land in, in the east. I have a, I have an issue if he if he lands in the East and and, and cools lap. Man, he's probably gonna be your quarterback, coach. He uh, probably gonna be in your court. Oh y'all got one. You don't want Watson? Oh you don't want Watson? So we got one. We got one. Yeah. I love you know what I'm saying, Jalen Hurts. Really good player. That's right. But if you ask me, do I want Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson? Oh yes, a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, but I know, I I know for us, it's going, it's going, they're going to want a lot. Like the conversation is going to be a, because we talked about the comp. Uh, I know at once upon a time, Cleveland, not Cleveland, but Houston was looking at, you know, two or three draft picks going forward, like a couple of our assets on the defense, and I'm like, eh, like, I think we'd be all right with Fitzpatrick. But see, that's why as a good owner or a good general manager, you say, well, hey, this ain't Deshaun Watson from last year. Right, you got some baggage right. here now. It's exactly. some damage control has got to happen. So exactly. five picks, four picks, three picks, and three good, and two good players. Nah, we're not doing that now. The price has got to come down. Exactly, because right. you know we saying? know, because we know he don't want to be there. So it ain't like a situation right. where right. it's like, right. right. And that's why I kept and on saying, know, "Hey, so all you give up a three first. I'm like, no, and no. you know, no. and you know, he in Texas, so he probably feeling on some. Pro black stuff, and I'm just like, man, you know, 
if you want a black coach, we got the best black coach in the league. So why don't you just come and, on up to Pittsburgh? And, and I feel so, and I feel so bad. I get involved in that argument. I feel I feel so bad for I feel so bad for them because they are putting him in. They are really putting him in hell. I, I'm like, and I, I just feel for him. I'm like, I don't even know hey, why on earth they put him, him through that. He took the job. He yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. He took the job, but I know. But you know how and, and every job ain't a good job, man, right? Every good, like you said, every good ain't a good job. And then with him, his age and just that team doesn't. I got if, if that team has a five year plan, he's seventy. Right. Like <laughs> so, I'm I'm, I'm just being real. So <laughs> you look at this that situation is like. Do you want to have that type of situation going forward? And like you said, like the job is a job. You're right. A job, like you said, a job is a job. But to me, you gonna move your family about three years. Yeah. He is I mean, so yeah. I, I mean, no am I right? But at this point, it should be no like anyway, though, right? I mean, kids got to be grown. I, yeah, I know, but I'm just no saying. Chance. I mean, he might got a wife. Right. I mean, you might want to build a house out there. I mean, you got to put it to market. Nah, like, you, you don't want to build no house out there. You just rent yourself. Yeah, I mean, you got real estate agents and stuff, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's just you just the uncertainty there is kind of a you know, like you said. But you're like you said, you've been <clears> in, you've been waiting in the wings for 27 years. You're right. It could just be a situation where it's, hey, this might be you know, my, you know, <clears> this <throat> is it's the dream job for him. But I just I just think I'm necessarily like you said. I know he. He went into this kind of knowing, like the whole Deshaun Watson saga before. Obviously, the legal things happened, but just like the circus, like you, like they put him out on the island. Talk about he, he almost worse than your boy. Like I don't know who who was worse, Cully or your or your boy. And I'm just like y'all throwing these two coaches, like just just throwing them <laughs> in an abyss. And it's just like, <clears throat> why are you gonna ask this man about Deshaun Watson? It's like this dude just got here. Like you can't like you need to be talking to the you know to his boss or his general manager or whoever. Right. That's why he got the job. That's why he got the job, Right. That's why that's why like I said, that's why I don't I don't like that. I don't like how they they putting that boy out there. I don't like how they putting um him out there like that. Um so did we yeah, so so he he good with that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, Mal, who's your third quarterback on your on your list? I got Josh Allen. I feel like okay. um, out of all the quarterbacks, that to me, like Buffalo, I'm terrified of them. They look scary, B. They, I mean, I, I felt like you know, out of all the ones that came out, like that came from that that is, I have a category. It's hard to explain, but mm-hmm. I felt like he is the one that's saying. Like he's having, I feel like I'm almost watching like a big Aaron Rodgers. Like he seemed like he's really, really, really. That's right. He going up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Lamar got the MVP, but then he went down. You know what I mean? And then, but I still feel like you know he still has that. I just hope Baltimore giving what he needs so he can move up. The same. We just same thing we said about Deshaun Watson. I don't. Last year I had a lot of the key quarterbacks in my top five. Because I felt mm-hmm. like these new guys hadn't proved themselves just yet. But last season, I felt like they proved themselves. So I felt like Josh Allen, I put him above Russell Wilson. for That's why Russell Wilson was complaining at the end of the season. You know what <clears throat> I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Um, who you got as your third cool? Well, my third, I actually have Lamar Jackson. 
Okay. Um, okay. The reason I have Lamar Jackson as my third quarterback is I feel like the team's going to get better. Um, I feel like he has that MVP, right? If you look at um, the people I have below him, it Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen, neither one of those guys have an MVP or uh, a deep playoff run yet. You know, so yeah. I feel like Lamar right now is there. Now, what up, Mike? What I like most about him is I yeah. like the fact that he is a dual threat quarterback. In the yeah. true sense of the word, he actually can throw. He needs to work on it. I'm not saying that there's not work, but he can make mm-hmm. throws. He yeah, can he make can. a lot of the throws, and he can take off and run. You never know. He's taking off looking like he's running, stopping, dropping passes in. So I love the duality of the way he plays. So that's why I have him as my number three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. My number three is going to be Josh Allen. Uh, like you said, he's another one that's ascending. Uh, what he's doing, 37 right. touchdowns last year, 10 interceptions. Cannon of an mm-hmm. arm. Like you said, now he got the weapon. <clears throat> and uh, Stephon Diggs, who led – I think he led the league in uh, reception. Not reception, but yards. Or was it Justin Jefferson? I forgot. Because he did receptions or yards. I forgot which one. But either or, uh, he now he has a weapon. So, you know, that's going to be definitely a daunting task, like you said. And, you know. No, it's gonna be definitely interesting. Um, we'll definitely be packing our lunch in Orchard Park on September 26th. Definitely not looking forward to it at all, but um, yeah. So, uh, number two, um, who you got? Uh, cool, who's your number two quarterback? So, again, y'all gonna look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> before I say so I'm gonna go ahead and say Uh-oh. It. my number two is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. <laughs> reason why I have Patrick Mahomes at number two and not number one, he's been really amazing so far. But I just want to see he's had a little adversity last year. You know, we got to the Super Bowl, lineman situation, things didn't quite go his way. So, it's you know, it's going to be a little different. He was injured. You know, he has got to clean up some things with that. So I just want to see him continue to grow. <coughs> I feel like he's the guy that's going to be number one soon, but I don't have him mm-hmm. quite there yet. But, I right. mean – what can you really say negative about his game except for he's still only a couple of years in as far as him playing. So you still have an opportunity for people to get a little bit more film and try to figure out, you know, the little things that he does, little idiosyncrasies, the little things he does before he does a certain thing. Like if he turns to the left and rubs his leg before he throws a certain route, or if he drops back a certain way, if you know, things like that. So I think some of those things may happen and he'll have to adjust to those. But I mean, this guy's clearly, a ridiculously great player in the making. Big time, big time. Patrick Mahomes. We got Maui. Patrick Mahomes, same thing. I felt like, uh, you know, he lost. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, he lost. You know, I'm just being real with you. He lost, and he got paid. And, you know, when you get paid, um, you know, that's the next thing. That's okay, you got your money. What you going to do? And he has some, like you said, he has some obstacles. He has some things, and he lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so this year – um, this this year coming up, we'll see what he gonna do, and if he do, where well, I think he might stay at number two, or he, I really think that, I really would think if we do this list next year, I'd probably be putting him at number one. I I wouldn't be shocked, but he lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, we know who the, you know who that dude is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my number two, um, it's gotta go to my my fellow class, two thousand and two, uh, guy, um, Aaron Rodgers. 
I got Aaron Rodgers. Last year's MVP, and uh, we talked about it in, in uh, pre-show. Cool, where it's, it's a little rocky in in, most, in, in Wisconsin. Actually, the uh, minority owner of the championship uh, Milwaukee yep. Bucks got a ring. ring. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Got a, got another ring. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, Brett Favre. Just for being rich. But, uh, Right, right. But that, that, that's why I didn't put him on there because I don't know if he's gonna still be with the team. That's why I, I didn't put him yeah. on my list either. I, yeah. I put him on. I think, like you said, it's it's it, like you said. I I thought about that too because I don't think Deshaun right. Watson gonna play this year. But I right. could be wrong, and you know. So I'm just saying, going into if anything, I'm just gonna make it as if like it's nothing's gonna happen this year, right. and this is gonna you know kind of take all the kind of the. Uh, what if scenarios in it? So yeah, man, it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. So if, number, uh-huh. if I'd have put him down, I'd have put Rodgers at three, and then it would have pushed like my four or five down. Yeah, for everything that went so yeah, good. um, yeah, my my number two is Aaron Rodgers. So Mal, mm-hmm. who's your number one quarterback heading into twenty twenty one? You know, he already was the top dog for a long time. So then I watched him on the shop, right? And I'm listening to him talk. And then it's like <clears throat> he was a complete different person where he really thinks before he speaks. And he was saying how his wife, he envies her because she always, she can think so fast and say so quick. So definitely, I'm giving it to Tom Brady. It is what it is. You know, I lived in a barbershop a couple of years ago, right? And this dude asked a question. He was like, is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? You know what I'm saying? And the argument was the system or was it Tom Brady? Well, it looked like to me it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Sorry. I really yeah. don't. Hey, Bill Belichick didn't win nothing with us before Tom Brady got there. Trust me, he was a Cleveland Browns coach, and we all know how the Browns was back then, right? Yeah. We all remember that, oh, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I got Tom Brady. Yeah. Who you got, Cool? Who's your number one? I want to say this first. Um, I definitely, uh, no disrespect to Tom Brady, uh, but if I were quarterbacking with that trio of yeah. quarter of wide receivers and that tight end, I think I could at least make the playoffs last year. That was a, the, with that defense too. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, but, I, I could win a Super Bowl because I'm not that yeah. good, but I think I could have made the playoffs. That's that's great, but at the same time, a lot of them came there because of him. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's, that's all I'm saying. That, that that's all I'm saying. And the reason why that I like everybody dislikes him and had this narrative. But when I saw him on the shop, I was like, yo, like he looked insecure about some of the stuff that he would say. And I was like, damn. But when he on the field, he's completely different. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Now I'll give you my number one. So my number right. one, I have Russell Wilson. Whoa. Oh, thank God. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's what's up, and man. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Um, again, I did say when I started what my criteria was, right? Right. And I wanted yeah. to put that out there because when I didn't have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, I know people's going to be like, what is wrong with this food? But um, those are great quarterbacks, and they're still really good quarterbacks. But I think we're starting to see some of these younger guys and a guy like Wilson who still, I think, Near the end, but still kind of in his prime. Yeah. And I think if you're looking at the guys that I've put at two, three, four, and five, those are all younger players. They're still on the rise. I think we're seeing Russell like at that at that level. Uh, but still he hasn't started to drop yet. He may no longer be 
ain't ascending, but he hasn't started descending yet. And mm. you think about the fact of what you were saying earlier about him. He hasn't really ever had a line. You know, he mm -hmm. just got the best receivers ever had DK Metcalf. He's got a pretty good, mm -hmm. solid uh, receiving core now. I mean, he's back there running for his life, calling backyard plays, run over there, you know, and throwing the ball and just running around. He's had to do so much for that team to be successful that I couldn't make a list of top five quarterbacks and not give him, you know, that top right. spot based on that stuff. Right. And like I said, there's other guys that I didn't put on the list that could be there, but, mm -hmm. you know, I thought about what I wanted my criteria to be to get my top five, and this is what right. I came up with. Right, right. Yeah, you and you're right, cool as far as the weapons, as far as what Tom Brady has associated. Yeah, you would <laughs> made the playoffs, but that vaunted Washington football front four would have took you down the end. <laughs> I would have just handed the ball off. I would have handed the ball off. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Ooh. number one. You bet not. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh thank no. God. Ooh. Okay, yeah, cool. Pat, who, who you thought I was going to have? Hey, no, I right? tell you, I tell you in a minute. Keep going, Coach. Tyler Hennigan, Tyler Hennigan, Tyler Hennigan. But no, but um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, and then people, you know, like you said, to the point where with him losing in that Super Bowl. But the crazy thing about that, even in the weirdest thing about it, he was he was running for his life, but he throws. He had some pretty great throws in that Super Bowl. Like mm -hmm. I mean, he was like I mean. And that's why that's what when we say Eric Fisher was like when when he went down against Buffalo in that AFC championship game, I was like, oh, that's not good. Like, cause and you think about it, if he would have had like now with them having like Orlando Brown, which I don't know why in the hell did the Ravens pretty much handed them the Super Bowl trophy. Because now you got Orlando Brown coming in and those precious seconds that you know. That you look at where he threw it to he threw it to it to um what was it um what's the face uh, cheetah what's his face um uh, Tariq Hill remember he hit he um won the pass hit his helmet and what have you he, <laughs> like he missed some errant he like and then what and you think about it if he would have had maybe I don't know, maybe a fifteen tenths of a second of protection like those yeah. those things would have connected potentially so you just look at what he did in that Super Bowl even though in a loss. He still did all right. I mean, even though they didn't connect, but just imagine if he would have had protection. That's the thing. And then he's gonna get the other guy back, the, the doctor, um, the doctor. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his but this he'll get he'll get that the line gonna be straight, so they're gonna be good again. So he'll be back again yeah. getting that straight. Cause now, you know, yeah. I mean you get a considerable upgrade in Orlando Brown, and I'm right. just like, I right. still think myself as a raven, I'm like, I would be so pissed off. Like right. getting I'm, rid of him. I'm Lamar Jackson, I'd be so pissed off. Right, right, even more so, even more so. Right, he he would be doubly, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's a word, doubly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely a great list of top five QBs, fellas. So let's put a bow on this week's Couch Coach Live, man. Um, so we'll do your final thoughts and, and, and then plug your social media and plug like project, projects and what you got. So I'm going to go with you first. Cool. Final thoughts. Yeah, man. Uh, go Bucks. Glad they got the <laughs> win. Uh, can't wait for training camps to start. You know, NFL season around the corner. Uh, all about those Eagles. Uh, college yeah. football. It's going to be a great year. Um, Eric King is going to be a beast. Mark my words. And uh, I'm just excited, man. You know, 
we back to reg to some semblance of regular sports. You know, we back to being able to go to games. We back to being able to communicate with people, hang out, and do things, travel, do different things, man. So just excited that we're at least getting a piece of you know what we call normal back. Yeah. And oh, it's cool. Um, where can you find your social media and anything coming up with your podcast and what have you? Oh, I didn't know if we were doing that separate. My bad. Um, oh, no, so no, you, you can catch yeah, me good, yeah. on uh, NBA Carousel on Monday nights. Uh, definitely be on this money to gloat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> catch me on um, when it comes back on the sip off on Thursday nights. Um, you can catch me Friday nights. It's going to be 7 p.m. Uh, now we switch to time, Eastern Standard Time, uh, playcallersportstalk.com. And, of course, catch me on social media, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, all cool McCain. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Maui, Maui, you found thoughts in social media. Um, You know, man, great show. Appreciate you, cool, coming coming through, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know what I'm saying? We made it even more exciting. We went to see. I see a little overtime. You know what I mean? So, um. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I appreciate you being here. Thanks, Coach, for always making me, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying, come through. But, um, yeah. wait, how many um, NFL teams is it? 33, 30, what, what, 27? How many teams is it? 32. 32. 32. So, I definitely had Baker Mayfield at 32. And my so my social media is um, <sighs> DT Morgan 78 and Deshaun Morgan Facebook, Maui. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, once again, uh, great show. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, great show. Uh, shout out to the Bucks, uh, when they first championship in 50 years. Um, yeah, man, it's, um, great stuff lined up. Like I said, I'm ready for you know, uh, football. Um, we are what, how many days away? We're six days away from um, the 2020 NFC East champion, uh, rolling to my backyard here in Richmond, Virginia for training camp. Um, so you know that, and like you said, college football is here. Um, you know, you talk about Derek King. I raised your Derek King for the 2021 Hasman Trophy winner, Sam Howell, that hails out of the University of North Carolina. So, you know, we're in, we're on enemy lines on, on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that 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 uh, the coastal not the coastal, but Atlantic's up for grabs, man. You know, it's going either between between UNC and, and Miami. So uh, one of us will have a date with Clemson the first Saturday in December and shot in, in your backyard. Cool. You know, <laughs> whichever one of us it is, that's going to be a very tough game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a definitely. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a two a two team ra- race in the ACC as far as on because we're uh, we're because we, I keep on forgetting we're Atlantic or Coastal, but we're all. Coastal, yeah, coastal. I don't know why I keep on, yeah, yeah. So it'd be coastal, coastal yeah. foes, and also NFC East foes as well. So, um, all yeah, good. All, <laughs> all good. good, yeah, it's all, all, all good. Um, follow the face, follow um, the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on the Couch Coach Live. Um, also, Friday night, we got Watch the Football Guys podcast. Yeah. Um, shout out to my guy Rob. Well, um, We'll get that going. And then also we'll start off our college football previews on Saturday. We'll be doing the Pac-12 with our guy Zach McKinnell of the Blue Bloods podcast. Definitely huge shout out to uh, my guys Zach and Brandon of the Blue Bloods podcast. Um, they'll be, um, you know, be previewing um, 
The Power Five conferences will start with the Pac-12 this Saturday at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, yeah, man, this has been another great uh, Couch Coach Live, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Welcome. <laughs>